It twong. It twong a good deal. <coughs> Look at us getting ready to record. <coughs> Look at Jesse getting out his headphones. Look at Jesse taking a sip of water. Listen to them springs twine. When he set down the glass of water. Listen to them twang when he takes his fingers off him because he didn't do it quite right. Hi, I'm Shane. And I'm Jesse. And we're their two dads. And this is a podcast. We're coming to you live this week from our new office space. Can you hear the difference? Yeah, there's um, no textiles in here at all, except what we're wearing. Um, So... For those of you not in the know, this is this is what a very live space sounds like when you're recording. It's just full of snaps. It, <laughs> um, so uh, we have officially moved out of our old office space. It is now a bedroom. Mm-hmm. It is now known as the front bedroom. Or the green bed bedroom or... Or the orange room. Or that room we still put the dogs in. Or the practice room, because the instruments are still up there. We have to take a six-foot piece of oak off the wall, which we had used to mount Shane's cello and my mandolin uh, on their wall hangers. And it is screwed into every stud that we could find. We were really concerned about the instrument's safety and didn't want them to fall. Mm-hmm. So, And it's actually a really pretty piece of oak that we actually we got, mm-hmm. we finished, we stained... Uh, we got hung up. Um, it's really pretty. I'm really looking forward to having it in this space. It's like a coffee, espresso, mahogany, dark type stain. I don't remember it's very exactly. Pretty it's going to look good on the, the green walls down here. Oh, totally. So, Jesse, I think we need to do something about this sound. Yeah, it's still it's still really live. All right. Let's put up the uh, the acoustic panels. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, holy crap. Yeah, it, it's better. That does sound better. It's still not perfect. No, nope. we need a rug. Um, the hardwoods down here make the entire, I think it's 12 foot by 12 foot room or something like that, just one gigantic reflective acoustic area. Surface. Yeah. So uh, these are acoustic panels that actually um, uh, Jesse's brother, my brother-in-law, helped us put together um and again this is one of those moments we're going to say screw anonymity you're going to meet these people later anyway yep so um our uh, my brother-in-law trip and his wife Paige helped mm-hmm. us put these together they are um actually we just threw together pieces of wood to build frames mm-hmm. of some dimension i can't remember uh they're two feet by three feet two feet by three feet we went to goodwill and found a king-size comforter that mm-hmm. was on sale for four dollars i think six dollars six dollars um <clears throat> and we got nice decorative towels to go on the front of them so that they would actually look nice we're gonna put pictures of them up on mm-hmm. uh their their two dads facebook page because they they do look really good so we have pictures of the entire build process except for making the frames which was so simple they don't even have to be square no um 
uh, Trip has a serger, so he was able to actually just uh, cut and sew together the mm. the the um, comforter. Comforter, thank you. In one fell swoop, uh, we put several layers of comforter in each frame, covered them with these uh, towels. They're actually a, a, a delightful arabesque. They're gray and white. That actually look really nice. The the walls here in the former dining room current office are painted this uh, green color. It's a darker green. It looks really nice, actually. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 do look good. Um, we even have a uh, a photo that uh, Jesse's mother took 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 uh, Jesse's mother took and gave to us. Um, that it looks really nice. Besides, so we we hung it right up next mm-hmm. to that. It's a bunch of seashells in the picture, which doesn't do it justice. It's it's actually really nice. Yeah. We'll we'll include a picture of the picture on yeah, the facebook next to page the acoustic panels yeah uh to give you an idea of size and scale um but they're held together with a lot of thread a lot of wood glue a couple of screws and about twenty thousand staples i really don't think we spent more than twenty dollars on this project oh yeah it's great and the investment that we put into it for twenty dollars is is quite impressive i i'm actually pretty excited to go back and listen to the the difference before and after i mean what well, well, are there still snaps in here yeah, they decay a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, the rug will help. We we already know, assuming it's still in stock, um, we already Because it wasn't in stock when we went to go pick it up. Yeah. We already know what rug we're going to get. It's just going to be have to be after payday at this point. And, uh, it's another nice gray and white arabesque. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I, It'll fit. Yeah. If you're ever in our house, you might find that I actually have a sort of affinity for arabesques. It's um, one of the few decorating things we can almost always agree on. Yeah. Almost. Almost always. Um, Jesse also has a bit of a scratchy throat, so you have to forgive the uh, clinkling of ice you hear uh, as he drinks his ice water. And it's definitely ice water, not like scotch on the rocks. No. Right? No, of course yeah, not, because we're responsible adults. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah totally no it really is water <laughs> um so uh the the great moving happened oh, yes. about it was two weeks ago at this point so yeah and uh again thank you so much to page and trip um for coming out here and in one weekend getting pretty much the entirety of the house ready they helped us get stuff into the attic get beds built the office moved down there's a few minor things left that we've got to do but that's mm-hmm. and we put up pictures yeah. of the new office space on mm-hmm. the facebook page we're going to put up pictures um along with the acoustic tiles of the bedrooms um one of the bedrooms is actually pretty much done mm-hmm. uh, and that's the back bedroom or the red bed bedroom <laughs> <laughs> um that we already had everything out of it is ready to go. That that front bedroom we're still trying to get the the mm-hmm. last of the office and instruments out of, and there are lots of holes in the walls from the cabinets that are above our desks. Um, we have to go back in and patch all those up, and we're going to have to end up repainting everything. Which we actually yeah. found out that uh, for Christmas, my parents are coming up for uh, I think five days or a week, and. Uh, I don't know if they know it or not yet, but their Christmas gift to us will be repainting everything. They're being conscripted into active service. We're, they're being voluntold that they're they're going to be helping us with some of that. <laughs> and my parents might help too. I'm sure Trip and Paige, 
if they would like to. They've already done enough, but they're more than welcome to help as well. Um, so we're, re- we're really coming down to the, the end stretches of getting our house ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, our living room is still a bit of a disheveled disaster area because we do still have boxes of stuff that we're, we're packing up from the living room and that was in the downstairs uh, dining room. And that <laughs> stuff needs to still make its way up to the attic um, or just be gotten rid of. We also have, we're taking down all the Halloween stuff and getting Christmas stuff staged, ready to go. So we, we, it's really embarrassing if anyone came over to our house right now. We're also, today's also laundry day. So I've got mm-hmm. piles of folded laundry around the living room that's waiting for the last little bit to come out of the washing machine so that yep. we can, or the dryer at this point, so that we can fold it and put it up. Um, I actually had to, uh, I'm not sure, we'll probably hear it when we go back through in post, but the we'd left the washing machine running. <laughs> so I had to get up and pause it at one point so that it would stop buzzing and clicking and rattling. Mm-hmm. It was also deep clean day for the kitchen, so mm-hmm. everything got counters got completely cleaned off and cleaned instead of just sprayed and wiped down and went through the pantry and threw out everything. Oh, so much stuff! Jesse's like rubbing his face now because he's like having PTSD flashbacks yeah. to some of the stuff that was in the pantry. It turns out, like. Before we moved into this house, we moved every year for six or seven years mm-hmm. um, between apartments and, and rental houses um, before settling on where we did because we're kind of cheap. And every time they'd raise the rent, we'd say, no, nope, peace out um, when when we definitely could have stayed. but And it wasn't necessarily just us. The roommates didn't want to pay more either. Mm-hmm. So, But we always ended up going someplace that was more expensive. But yeah, but, only, but it was always nicer. It was always nicer, and it was always slightly less than they were raising the rent to. Mm-hmm. But that really that afforded us the the benefit of being able to really go through everything every year and clean mm-hmm. it out. And I think we've been doing an okay job of that, except for the the closets where we have stuff hidden away. But Ugh. the the pantry, a lot of stuff as we would come in from grocery shopping would just push more stuff to the back and then we found stuff that expired in 2011 we've been in this house three years why do we have things we bought in 2011 uh, <laughs> also you can hear the clock ticking it's an ambiance oh it reminds you of the slow and inexorable march of time <laughs> yes we need to find a place to hang that clock uh the clock is actually really cool it's a it's a jake the dog clock and it's neat anyway uh yeah so lots of stuff has happened obviously we have gone two weeks at least without uploading an episode um because we were so busy and then my computer crashed which is the one we do all the recording and editing on so i spent all of yesterday reinstalling that so that we could record today um yeah what else happened you know we had all these things that we were going to talk about and now that we're sitting here we didn't for whatever reason write them down and now we're kind of yeah we had the last meeting with jonathan well we also didn't talk about the fire inspection and having to get the uh the carbon monoxide oh yeah 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 Yeah. so um all the preparation that jesse had done for the fire inspection finally paid off we mm-hmm. got the fire inspection we failed the fire inspection <laughs> promptly and swiftly um in discussing with um our 
licensing agent he went through the checklist that the the fire inspector the fire marshal was going to go over and he was here in the house with us and he went over everything and he said yeah you guys will pass you have everything that's mm-hmm. required we get in or the the fire marshal gets here and sees that we have a fireplace and his very first question is so where's your carbon monoxide alarm and we said uh, uh, um <laughs> and he handed us a slip of paper that said we'd failed and walked out <laughs> yeah well he did look at other things but... yeah i, I... yeah <laughs> but it, it's more dramatic yeah that's true um and then the only time because we had our meeting our our last meeting coming up with our licensing agent that he could come back was like six thirty a.m the next thursday <sighs> and i have to apologize to my lovely wonderful handsome intelligent benevolent magnanimous husband um i did not sleep well uh the the night before that final inspection i i have i i I do have a a bit of a medical history of insomnia um and by a bit of i mean i have sought treatment for it uh so it 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 is a medically documented condition and uh, i couldn't sleep that night before the alarms start going off extra early on thursday morning and in my asleepedness which apparently when i'm asleep i'm better at pretending to be awake than a lot of people would think we will hold i know a lot of people say this but we will hold conversations and not just you know are you ready to get up but i could ask him math questions and he would solve them and sound completely perfectly lucid to give you an idea i have an app on my phone that is an alarm clock that in order to turn the alarm off you have to solve math problems i don't ever hear my alarm go off um in fact he turns it off so quickly i don't ever hear it either (laughs) so um thursday morning comes around and i convince jesse that i'm about to get up i'm about to get up i'm about to get up and then he comes into the room and he's like why aren't you up and i say oh well does he need to come into the room jesse says no and i said oh well then i can just sleep and jesse being the lovely wonderful handsome benevolent magnanimous husband that he is rolled his eyes huffed shut the door a little harder than he probably meant to and walked downstairs to go through a fire inspection and i i slept through it and i i just let him go through that alone so alone without me there by his side so alone so i wake up a little bit later as he's like getting out of the shower and getting ready to go to work and i'm like when's the fire inspector getting here and he's like he already came it's like oh (laughs) oops so um i'm a horrible horrible husband and i don't know why he's deciding to have a child with me but you're not that bad hi dogs we might need to put them up next time we record yeah, might. <clears throat> so, so we passed that, um, and it was good, and we're pretty much ready to go. 
Right. We um we were supposed to have our final meeting with the licensing agent, mm-hmm. um, except for I'm a terrible husband and Jesse is No, this a, one is squarely not your fault. Jesse is a wonderful, handsome, intelligent, benevolent, magnanimous husband. I will take the praise. An emergency came up at work. I had to stay and fix it. And I missed our last meeting with the licensing agent. Yep. So it it didn't become obvious to me that I was going to be missing it until about an hour before it was time to leave the office to um, go to the meeting. And I was... I was a little upset, not gonna lie. Yep, so was I. Um, Jonathan, if you're listening to this, if it seemed like I was in a bad mood, I was. <laughs> um, my honest hope there was just knowing that um, they would understand that I, I was doing what I needed to do in order to maintain my job so that I could continue to put food on my table and keep a house over my head so that children would have a nice, stable place to come to. Yeah, and but to me, that was the thing. Like, it sucks that you couldn't be there, but you have to. If you don't have a job, it's kind of hard to support children if you can't afford to feed them. So, so Jesse had to work out our um, budgeting spreadsheet that we have to go through in order to prove that we make money yeah um so the budget sheet was simple it was basically just starting with your income and in one column annuities and child what's the word when you have children and your other your ex-spouse it's child support yes thank you so the spreadsheet was easy it just started with your income it didn't say net or gross uh so i just went with net and then it lists every other possible type of income you could have if you have annuities, um, stocks, retirement, child support coming in, whatever. And then the other side of it is just your expenditures, gas, uh, food, which is both eating in and eating out, um, and a bunch of other columns like that that you normally would spend on cell phones, power, water, all of that. And then you just list at the bottom, you know, total income all added together and then total outgo at the end expenditures expenditures thank you (laughs) and uh at the bottom it was really nice it actually even gave several lines that you could explain these numbers so like i got to explain i used net here so i don't know what you're looking for but this is everything that's like after the money that comes in this is what we pay and how much we have left or don't or whatever so that was that was actually really nice. I liked that they put that in there. Hmm. And uh, what did you guys talk about? Because I I wasn't there. Well, we pretty much just uh, filled out the forms. Um, and there were some additional forms for us to sign. It was a lot of additional paperwork for us to sign. It was about 25 pieces of paper that needed various numbers of signing initialing all sorts of things there was um criminal background check stuff there was some stuff of each of the points of what we're expected by our uh licensing agency to do with the children 
has has to be initialed by both of us and then there's the next page is everything that we should expect uh the agency to do for us and initial there and that was everything from um support that they offer to the stipend to uh services that they'll help with that you know things like they'll help get kids transported to school and back uh we have to be primary on that of course but like if one of us had work and had to work late and couldn't go pick the kids up from school they would be able to try to help um and things like that so okay it's a lot of different 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 stuff that's great that i I really many things. I'm really impressed at the agencies are so dedicated to making sure these children have responsible, stable homes that they're really, they're really involved in the parenting process. Mm -hmm. And they're at no point. Are you left to just fend for yourself? Um, And I feel like, if you're ever in a situation where you talk to a foster parent where they say they just were like abandoned or they were all on their own or they just didn't know what to do with this child um, and no one was there to help them, mm-hmm. I, I I have to question whether they really took advantage of the resources that were provided to them or not. Mm-hmm. I think it is possible to run into a situation where you honestly don't know what to do with or for a child. But to follow that up with, and there was no one there to help. Yeah. That, I mean, and that goes beyond our agency too, because the the support group that we're in, there's people from several different agencies in the support group and all of them. There's even people that didn't go through agencies and went straight to DSS. That even DSS is is providing these services and these, these opportunities for them that really i think their their ultimate goal is definitely the well-being of the child mm-hmm. and any possible way they have to help you within reason meet the goals that the child has set for themselves or not set for mm-hmm. themselves but have had the goals set for them they really will be there to help um and i have to say putting aside for the f- for a second Whatever reasons may have gotten these kids into foster care, um, they it seems like they're actually in a better place than a lot of biological children in regular homes because they've got two foster parents that have... Or one foster parent. Or fo- yeah, they've got a foster parent or multiple that have been trained on how to be a foster parent. They've got an entire team of people helping those foster parents get things done. They still may or may not, depending on the situation, have their own parents that are in the situation or grandparents. I mean, foster kids are going to have, by nature, a lot more people working together as a team to get those kids what they need. And that's pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. Yep, yep. All right, so do you want to go ahead and wrap up this episode and then start with the next? Um, We've probably got about 20... 25 minutes yeah. of audio. Yeah. We All don't right, have so... a good B-roll yet, but we'll find something. Yeah. All right. So we, um, Jesse and I are actually going to keep talking. We are <laughs> going to be recording two episodes tonight mm-hmm. uh, just because of how far behind we are. We actually, it's not 
it's not necessarily to make up for lost time, but we have a lot of things that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the next episode is going to deal a lot with um, some recent events that may pose to be challenging for LGBT families. And I think um, this is going to be probably one of the more LGBT specific episodes that's coming up next. So um, uh <laughs> The the apologist in me wants to go ahead and say I'm sorry, and if you feel like skipping it, go ahead and skip it. But I obviously don't feel that way mm-hmm. because if I if I wanted you to just you know stick in your comfort zone and mm-hmm. go ahead and skip it, we wouldn't be recording this coming from an LGBT standpoint. Right. And up until this point, I know you want to talk, but yeah, take <laughs> okay. your time. And up until this point, our process has been spot on, point for point, the same as any straight family. Mm-hmm. Um, which was surprising, which was surprising, but incredibly welcome, uh, news for us. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you, you know, what events we're talking about. And I know that people are going to be happy that we're putting things the way that they are. And people are going to be upset that we're putting things the way they are. We like to point out that we're not trying to be political. No, in this this is what I was going to bring up. We're not going to be. We obviously have a bias, but we will not be just ranting about it. We will not be specifically dragging someone through the mud for things that may or may not have happened. We're just going to be talking about the facts and how they impact us and our feelings on that. Or at least our facts as we currently understand them. Exactly. Okay. So, um, if you choose to... uh skip a week and listen to this episode wait a week listen to the next episode and just be an episode kind of behind we understand because that's what we've been doing too um (laughs) and we also don't know how we're going to be releasing these um there are a couple of things coming up that may stagger this or whatnot but we will keep everyone posted on facebook.com slash their t-h-e-i-r number two dads or you can drop us a line at there, T-H-E-I-R, the number two, dads, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have not gotten any questions or comments from anybody. So either, like, our shows are 100% spot on or, oh, wait, I forgot to mention, you know, we did that, that last week that we recorded just before we let everyone drop off the face of the earth for a while. We had that big listener push. Oh, yeah. We did. And we got three new listeners we did what? wow uh, actually to be fair we don't know what those statistics are maybe we'll come up uh we'll do some research between um this and next episode but mm-hmm. we actually did get quite a few people liking the facebook page uh that didn't like it before and that's great um you guys are really helping us get our our voices out there um mm-hmm. and, you know the right now this is kind of just a a good blanket way for us to share with our friends and family uh, what's kind of going on in our lives and with this process but it is our sincere hope that you know, this does find its way to somebody who needs to hear something positive about the process mm-hmm. um, especially uh, coming from the lgbt standpoint um, yep so anyway so feel free to share it around to anyone that would be interested yeah drop us a line do you know stuff and we have seen your views. We know you've been coming back to the page <laughs> looking to see if there's a new episode. And we thank you for your excitement. We're really excited do. too. But life. Oof. And then we're coming into the holidays. Anyway, yeah. let's wrap up this episode. Okay. All right. 
Their Two Dads is hosted by Jesse and Shane, produced by Jesse, creative direction by Shane. Special thanks this week goes out to Trip and Page for helping us get our butts in gear and get so much done. No, you didn't make everything worse. <laughs>